Alright, everybody. We're going to have a fun time, everyone. We're going to talk about chatbots. We're going to talk about AI. We're going to talk about their relevance to the music industry. And we're going to have a lot of time to talk and answer your questions. I can tell some of you are going to ask a whole bunch. But my name, let me introduce myself quickly. My name is Ben Parr. I'm the moderator. I wrote a book called Captivology. I'm a co-editor of Chatbots Magazine, which is uh, the largest publication on bots with over 200,000 readers monthly and over 200 writers. I, uh, I was a VC. I used to be the editor of Mashable, and that's all you really need to know about me. Oh, and I like scuba diving and long walks on the beach. And so the real stars of the show, though, are my panelists here. And so rather than me botch their bios, I'm going to allow each panelist to introduce themselves. Um, so introduce yourself and what you do in the bot space. And then uh, give me your favorite animal, too. Uh, ladies first. Sure. Um, so my name is Tam, and I lead an offshore bot development company called Biz2Bot. So what we do is that um, if you like chatbot and you want to test out that concept, we can help develop bots for you really fast and really cheap. Um, I'm here, but the engineerings are offshore, so that's how we keep the cost down. I sometimes write for chatbot magazine as well. Um, so I'm here to answer any questions you have. Uh, favorite animal, uh, cat. Oh. All right. Why? Uh, <laughs> Why favorite an is your favorite animal a cat? I think they don't need a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question answered. Uh, so I'm Sid. Uh, I run a company called We Make Awesome. Um, we've been around about five years, dicking around with technology of all different types. Uh, we launched a bot for a DJ called Hardwell um, about three months ago on Messenger, um, and it's had about 370,000 users so far, um, and a shit ton of people are clicking on things uh, when we send him stuff. Oh, my favorite animal is a duck-billed uh, 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 yeah, duck platypus, because uh, it's the only mammal that lays an egg. What about the spikes on its sides and the echolocation? And, the th and it doesn't sweat. I know lots of platypus stories. Well, they're all even more reasons for that to be my favorite animal. Yeah. All right. Hi, so my name is David Lowry, and I'm one of the founders at Hydric Media. And we're a technology studio that focuses on the music space. Predominantly, we build mobile apps and web apps. And I guess in recent times, as as chat bots, have become more popular. They've been taking up some of our time. Um, my favorite animal is a dog because they're loyal. <laughs> All right. Um, my name is Lance Coleman. I also go by the name of Fuse the MC. I am a hip hop artist and I'm also a digital strategist. So I've done digital strategy for some of the biggest brands uh, like Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, T.I., etc. And uh, as far as bots are concerned, I bought a lot for myself and have botted for other people. <laughs> Favorite animal um, is a wolf because he took dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's top dog. All right, so uh, before we start, raise your hand if... Uh, you've ever used a chatbot or communicated with one? Raise your hand if you've ever built one. Uh, raise your hand if you have no fucking idea what a chatbot is and you're just in here to find out. 
one. All right, all right. So why don't we go with the very, let's start with the very basic, because I feel like the definitions can differ person to person. What is a chatbot? Who wants to start that? I'll start. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> it's really not easy to answer, though. Um, basically, it's a, a way for you to interact with something to perform a certain task, but doing it in some form of conversational way. Uh, is probably what everyone is currently defining as chatbots. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, it's usually to perform a task of some description, but then at the same time, it's also uh, input and output. So we're a remote team, we use Slack for kind of everything, and we've got like a shit ton of bots give us daily updates on stuff. Uh, if someone calls up our We Make Awesome Shit phone line, we get their name and number into our Slack channel um, using a bot of some description. Uh, so that's what I currently believe the definition of chatbots are. Um, I do think that it's not a good word. Um, I, don't, I think that at the moment people are getting uh, confused between what they uh, are right now and what they will be in the future. Um, so I think that's a question that we will probably ask in a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least we should. Is bots the right word to use? Yeah, I think I want to add to that, that I think bots have been around for a long time. And what Sid has described there, previously you would have called that a script. And it's, so you had a script, as a developer you'd say, oh, I have a script that gives us this update or pulls some stuff in. But now, particularly with Messenger and their bot platform, and also with Slack and the usage that Slack is getting across startups and enterprise, bot is the, or chatbot or bot is the name that has been put on what previously might have been called a script. Um, so it's still a little ambiguous as to exactly what the definition of a chatbot is. Because then you could ask the question, well, is Alexa or Siri, are they chatbots? You've, you've you you ask them questions, you get answers. They do tasks for you. So wait, wait okay. So wait for the panel. Um, are is Siri and uh, Alexa and things like that? Are they chatbots? Are they just bots? What are they? Do they fall in the same sphere? I think yeah, they totally fall in the same sphere. Um, I think they're more advanced than the majority of them, but uh, I think they they're definitely under that same bubble. Okay. Um, but then it's the same as like the tech bubble. There's lots of things that our technology. Um, once upon a time, chairs would have been considered technology. Um, so, yeah. Were you alive back then? <laughs> Does it look like I was alive back then? I have got They'll a lot of grey hair, so maybe. Um, yeah. I, I think it depends on the definition of the chatbot, like we have discussed, because some people would go ahead and say even Google search is a bot because it gives you answers. And most of the bots, the functionality right now is you ask it a question and it gives you some answer. So really it depends on how restrictive you think about bots. All right, so I want to ask a little bit more about this um, defining question. So uh, let's talk about what they can and can't do before we get into more. So um, what do you think a bot is really, what's a good use case? What do you think are really good use cases for bots? And what are some re- not good use cases for bots today? So one of the things that we're using them for is as a, a distribution channel. So with Hardwell, for example, fans can sign up and sign up to alerts. 
And then, uh, so they can ask him questions, and you're getting fans that are asking questions we never, ever expected. How is your dog? Um, like, that is a question we never expected a fan would ask Hardwell, but we kind of, you monitor everything that comes through, and if someone asks a new question for the first time, you add that as then a possible thing to look out for. Um, but then once fans sign up to alerts, you, like they are and then you know they're like a super fan um, and then we, once they do that you can then send them messages and like I used to work for a San Francisco based company called Twilio the thing that I loved about Twilio was that you could send text messages to people and people read every text message sent to them it's the same in messenger like the stats we're getting from hardware when he sends out a message to I think about 30,000 people have subscribed so you send out 30,000 messages to people all around the world, they all read it, and we're getting about a 21% click-through rate. So for me, that's kind of, that's where, what bots can do, especially in the music space. Um, yeah, there's a, you have to be careful about not spamming. Like, there's a few music bots out there that are kind of sending messages every day, kind of like what I ate for pasta, maybe what you might use on Twitter, but ultimately they send out push notifications. So you have to... Get the people to trust you and not to abuse the fact that they've let you into their, their personal lives. Uh, I guess I'm curious, Lance, uh, do you think, like, they're good, are they a good medium now for artists to distribute content or communicate with fans, or is it still too early, or what would you give as an advice to, uh, to a rapper or to a musician that you might be advising? Well, I think first, uh, and I don't want this answer to sound ambiguous but I think it's kind of you have to figure out what are your goals for it mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just want to like oh chatbots are super popular so I gotta get a chatbot and then from there try to figure out what the use case for it is um, and I think I mean while that could work I think could often like waste a lot of your time um, I, I think I mean I don't mean to rehash on what he said but you know content distribution has been one of the primary things that I've seen it useful for um, mainly because just from a purely numerical standpoint uh, you get better traction and numbers than email um, which is what I think most artists who uh, are doing stuff use I, I see very few uh, unless it's at the very large level who use text messaging which I think is maybe comparable um, to those kinds of numbers but uh, I think chatbots for uh, content distribution is good for me personally um, I don't know if it would necessarily fall into a chat bot um, I don't know what the restrictions around that phrase are but one thing that's really good with using botting technology is to do humanistic things at large scales um, for large amounts of people. So for for me personally, uh, I recently uh, did an experiment where I contacted the people in a certain area um, who had recently listened to uh, my music and I said, um, hey, how's it going? That was pretty much the entire message, right? Um, and but it was specific to the individual so it would say hey whatever their name is um how's it going in wherever they're located right um and then from there they responded and i could filter out and respond to the most engaged fans uh that kind of use case i don't know if that necessarily qualifies as a chat bot but just extending the voice uh of yourself that's already there rather than um trying to 
do full on artificial intelligence, which is what a lot of people kind of think when they think about chatbots. Yeah. I think that leads to another interesting question for the panel, which is, um, I feel like a lot of people think of chatbots as these artificially intelligent things that can have chat and communication. Where is where is the AI and NLP tech today? Are can can they replicate a human yet? Do we do they need to? Um, are we thinking about them wrong? And I guess maybe this leads to one of the questions you were um, we were talking about, which is is bot even the right word for these things? So I, my opinion is that AI isn't there yet. Like uh, Microsoft launched their Tay Twitter bot, um, which <laughs> became the most racist thing after 15 minutes. Um, the problem, I, I, not the most racist thing, but one of the most racist things. I can think of something more racist. I think they were more more racist than Trump, though. I mean, like, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it's it AI. You have two problems. One, it has to learn from something, and two, it figures itself out what to respond which means you always lose creative control especially from like a tone of voice perspective um as well as the fact that there are big companies who are trying to do ai in a great way like facebook have got their m um messenger bot for internal use and a few select people they were claiming that it was going to be machine driven after about three months um and this was about a year ago, I think, and they now say that it's going to be five years until it's machine-driven. I, I think they have someone working when you like enter an entry. Uh-huh. There's actually a person. Yeah, yeah, it totally for is. Information for you, so it's not there yet. Yeah, but uh, going back to your point, like it's a nice way to kind of augment the human conversation. So once someone asks a question once, you can then set what your response is, so that the next time someone asks that question, you don't need a human to be able to respond to them. Um, yeah, my opinion is that the the press conversation around AI and bots is the completely wrong conversation to be had. And actually, whether bots or not is the right word. The, so out in Asia, you've got Line, you've got WeChat, and you've got Kakao. Those three have got what we are describing as, well, what we are making as bots. Maybe not what we're describing as bots, but what we're making as bots. And they're just called official accounts like you can have a official uh, you can have a chat with the official account of like manchester united the soccer club um and uh chatbots magazine has an official wechat account you should go follow it everyone right and it, it you can send updates through it and you can ask frequently asked questions um one of the things we found with hardware was that before we launched a bot he was getting 150 messages a day on messenger that were just completely being ignored and now he gets about 500 that are all getting responses so there's kind of that there also builds up a better relationship between him and his fans um that he wouldn't have been able to have before but uh yeah i think ai is the wrong conversation at this moment in time because it's not there and I don't know what the better word would be to use, except it's just a comms channel. Like it's, it's purely it's a one-on-one communications channel between an, someone and someone else. Anyone else? Yeah, I mean, same. I, I would just reiterate what he said. I think he hit the nail on the head. Like when we talk about uh, artificial intelligence, and I mean, we talked about it in pre a little bit. Just like the term "bot" is just real, kind of like a edgy dirty term to some people you know it it has it has a feeling of um lack of humanity lack of you know realness lack of you know you you get the the envision of you know these mechanical robots like doing something and i think um at least the way that i look at bots is uh less about 
that replacement, but you know, how far can we stretch uh, you know, the the thoughts and communication methods we have to reach more people in a more genuine way um, that is specific to those people's needs. Um, you know, one thing that's, uh, I think, a, a really good example of that is, like, after I do shows, you know, uh, I'm the type to, like, you know, hang off the edge of the stage and uh, and talk to people and there's usually like a little huddle of people and then there's like a line right and when I'm talking to those individuals I would say like 95% of the conversations are the same conversations over and over and over again it's like hey I really like your music uh here's what I do, how can we work together? I mean, some kind of format of that. And individually, it would take me years to reach, you know, the million or so fans that I have across the world in that manner. But with uh, the augmented help of bots, I can kind of calculate what my actual responses would be to those things and then communicate with those individuals with it. Yeah. All right. So before we dive a little bit in the future and everyone... Um, we'll get to questions probably in about 15 minutes, so start thinking of the questions you want to ask. Um, so we touched on this some, but I guess I want to ask for specifically. I think one of the things I heard for artists is uh, bots being used as a content distribution strategy. Um, how much should somebody, not just musicians, but in general, invest in bots as part of their overall marketing strategy um, today? How much? <laughs> like, like, should yeah. they? Sh is it, should they invest? Like, how should they integrate it into their marketing strategy? So, my personal opinion is to set up your. So, you've already got a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Open it up to receive messages, and see how many people are sending in messages. Mm -hmm. And if people are sending in the same messages, then rather than having a human that replies to them, set up something to do the auto response. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's kind of that's the best way to tell whether or not you. Well, there's there's two parts of it. That is the one where you're already answering the questions that are already coming through, but then you can also build up your audience on there as well. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, so maybe the better question to ask then, um, and maybe you can answer this too, Tam, is um, what, sh what, what are some best practices to z design a bot or build a bot that will be successful, that people will actually want to engage with, that people will actually like? Yeah, so I think there are two questions there. And on the first point, I think I agree with what uh, Sid just said. Um, but I just want to add that some bots, if you just want to test it out, is really cheap and it's really easy. There are ways that you can just like go on an engine for creating chatbot and you can create something within an hour and you can test it with a few people or selected number of people and see how people are interacting with it. So if you want to invest in chatbot, I think the first step um, is not all go all the way out and like hire a developer or anything, but I think the first step is to test it with a smaller audience on a smaller budget, just on one of the tools that are available. Um, like a chatbot engine, or you can contract with us, uh, or any other third-party developer, um, you can get a bot in like a week or something, and and then test it out. Um, but either way, if you want to have a bot, it's very important to have, and I think the panel um, has discussed it before, what is your main objective? So this is just another marketing channel. So what is your objective with this marketing channel? Is it to reach as many people as possible? Is it 
to put them to your website? Is it what is it? And um, have like a design and a goal in mind, and and then go and implement it. Um, just wanted to add to that. I think you've got to think about what's the value proposition which you're bought. So yes, you can like jump on the bandwagon and say, I'm going to create a bot, but what's the reason a consumer is going to use your bot? And there's got to be a legitimate reason. Otherwise, it's, yeah, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. And then the other thing that that kind of feeds into, so the, the question we asked earlier of how many people in a room have used a bot, the follow-up question I would say is how many people have used that same bot a second time or a third time? And that's where it goes beyond just a marketing exercise. So if it is a bot that adds value, that a consumer doesn't just like install it in Messenger or install it in Slack, that they actually come back and use that bot because it's it's meaningful to them. Uh, all right. So I guess another question I want to ask is about the – actually, before I ask about tools um, – I'd like you each to name a bot that you really like that you did not work on. I mean, why you like it. If you even can think of one at all. So, I don't actually know the name of this bot. Um, I, I did, <laughs> but I'd have to look it up. Uh, but basically, the, the theory was that you literally just send a ticket you just got and answer a couple questions about your ticket, and then it would fight the ticket for you. Fixed. Yeah, and I thought that was amazing. But I used it; it got me one ticket off. It is great. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's been the first like hard case where I've seen like, oh, this is definitely useful, and it solves a need that was previously very difficult to solve. Um, yeah, that'd be the one I'd, I'd mention. Um, so there's quite a few bots that we use on the Slack platform, um, but one of the most useful ones has, I think, the name is Tatsu, but I'm not entirely certain but it's a stand-up bot so basically every day it does stand-ups what did you do yesterday what are you working on today are there any blockers and each member of our team responds to each of those questions in their own time and then at the once like the last person has done so an email is sent to the team with basically like a report from what everybody is working on um we've got a, a bot that also lives inside slack um, and I'm not sure of the name at the moment either, um, but it uh, is it chimes in every morning with Google Analytics updates um, for all of our properties from the day before, uh, and then we can also ask it questions. So, for example, if um, well, if it notices a specific uh, spike in traffic, then uh, it will post in a message to say that there's a spike in traffic on that project. Um, and then we can also ask it things like uh, how many real-time users are there right now, um, and then it posts in. Some of them. Statsbot? Three. Huh? Is it Statsbot? It is Statsbot. Um, Statsbot is great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, for me, I don't remember the name of the bot either. Um, is it? No one remembers <laughs> the name of these bots. Everyone take note of this. You need a name that everyone's going to remember. And these are their favorites. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but also, you, you but I can search for it on, on Facebook. So I definitely can like pull it up and like search for it because <laughs> I have used it before it's in my history what is this bot this one is um, a game bot is um, trivia and it streak trivia yeah yeah exactly yeah so it matches you in trivia and then it tells you how many people you beat and um, it notices you when when there's a new one it's a great bot if you're competitive like us 
Apparently, <laughs> I use that bot every. I use that bot when I can. Street trivia. Is street it like- trivia, like streaking in Which the water. Trivia? I know you do that all the time, so you know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so how about the tools? So let's talk a little bit about the tools. Um, what tools do you guys like and don't like for building bots? And just as important, what platforms do you like and not like when it comes to bot building and bot making? Who wants to start? I'll list off some. Um, well, okay. So there's a few out there. So there's um, ChatFuel. ChatFuel is a, a free um, service. Uh, it's free up to 100,000 users. But there is one limitation, which is that it has powered by chat fuel within like the menu. Um, then there's another one called ManyChat. Um, ManyChat. The problem, well, actually, the problem with all of them is that there is no unique selling point amongst kind of any of them. They all kind of pretty much do the same thing, but that's great as long as you don't want to scale to a certain number. Um, then they all get quite expensive. And then there's powered by chat fuel on it, kind of stays there. So. Um, then there's Wit AI, which is a Facebook-owned um, one, which is uh, meant to be to develop your own messenger bot, and it's the most complicated piece of shit in the world. Um, <laughs> it's meant for non-developers. Uh, I've been a developer for many years, and uh, I cannot use it. Um, it's also pretty buggy. I'm not really sure why Facebook bought it. Uh, and then there's an API to use if you are a developer. Uh, like Hardwell, we made our own one because we tried these and they weren't quite right for us. Um, and then which platforms? So it depends what you're trying to do. If you're trying to like go to businesses, then and you want to create like business tools, then Slack um, or Facebook Workplace, which is their new one. If you want to do consumers, depends on the the where you are. Um, for kind of global, like Messenger's got over a billion users. It would kind of be stupid not to. Um, then you've got Kick, which has got 200 million users, but it's kind of used by tweens. So again, if you're targeting purely tweens, um, there's uh, Line and WeChat. So Line is great for uh, Korea and Japan, um, and you've got WeChat, which is great for China. Um, but then Messenger spans them all except for China. Um, yeah. I just want to add that um, ChatFuel and many of the engines that you, or I don't know what to call them, platforms um, that you mentioned, one problem um, we have with them is that it's not easy for you to design the flow of the conversation within that engine that they have. Um, so it's not easy for you to see this is my chatbot, this is the flow that I want how do I plug it into the platform? So I think that's where the market is still lacking right now. There's not a good place to, um, for you to design a bot, this is my flow, and how do I plug it in somewhere so that it works? Or even just using that as like a tool to communicate with developers and give it out. So for us, for designing, we just use like a Lucid ch- chart just to create diagrams, and then give it to the developers. Um, but I really hope that there will be something in that space. Yeah, I would also add to the list uh, bitbot.ai. Um, and I like it because it's very um, it's very easy. I mean, none of them are super, super complicated if you have like some technical chops. But this one kind of integrates if you already have like a WordPress site, which is a platform that people are already familiar with, and turns your it into a messenger bot as a content distribution thing. So it takes a lot less um, 
you know, even knowing really how bots work, <laughs> it's kind of just plug and play into your current WordPress site. Yeah. Yeah, I think for building consumer bots, I think Messenger as a first platform to build for, and then for actual like business or B2B bots, Slack or HipChat are the two predominant platforms. Can I add in a final little disclaimer? No, you can't. No. Um, so I've been, well, we as a team company have been looking into the bot space for about, th well, since we launched the hardware one. So um, we're, 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 the music industry is very good at being first to do stuff. And that's kind of a lot of the time for the bigger artists. That's all they seem to really care about. They don't really necessarily care about the impact of it. And we're quite good at being that agency to do the firsts. Um, and so we, we got contacted by Hardwell's manager um, and created a bot for him thinking, oh, great, yeah, we've done another first. Um, but actually seeing kind of how it then panned out made us change, well, it totally changed my opinion on bots, um, on messenger bots. Um, and so we have, we've been building a, a platform ourselves. But um, yeah, if you want to chat about it, chat with me later. Um, there are many chat and chat fuel, and there's also pull string as well, which is quite good for mm -hmm. kind of um, conversational stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about, before we get to audience questions, and that's going to be next, everyone, let's talk about the future. So I'd like to project, I'd like you to put on your wizard hats and your wizard robes, and yes, I did say that. Uh, I want you to project 10 years out from now, and tell me what you think is going to happen over the next 10 years with with not just chatbots, but bots and AI in general. Is everyone going to be using them? Is nobody going to be using them? Are they going to evolve in some way? Um, I know this is a broad and hard question, but I want you to predict something. Everyone. If they don't evolve, we're fucked. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, they're totally going to evolve. And what's going to happen in 10 years, we've got no idea. Um, I, I honestly think that every business and every person will eventually have some form of bot, which will... So Line has got their own tool called Line App for any page admins to create keywords and get responses. Um, Facebook doesn't currently have that. Uh, I think Facebook should. I Like little shops, like the pizza shop around the corner are asking it for its opening times, asking it to like order a pizza, which would just go through to a human like it could do, where they've got someone there answering phones anyway. Kind of I think that every, I think everyone will have whatever we end up calling these things. Um, what would you call it? No clue. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of simplified apps. Oh, no, it's just a communications channel. So there's no catchy word. Communications channel. That's uh, maybe com channel uh, uh, or CC. Or if you'd want, just Chan. Um, <laughs> I feel like Chan would not work for so many reasons. I agree with you, but then also the same with bots. <laughs> all right, all right, right? I'm going to let you keep thinking about a catchy name because as we already learned, there are no catchy names in the bot space because none of them can remember their favorite bots. All right, who wants to try next? I, I would say that I think uh, in the future, every person who interacts with their phone will have interacted with a bot at some point, whether they knew it or not. I think for e-commerce, you will see a surge. So, for example, taking music and e-commerce in the ticketing space. So if you get a message, I don't even know if this is in the works, I'm just... Um, thinking what the future could hold, but you get a message from Ticketmaster telling you that 
churches are playing a gig in two months' time. Do you want a ticket? And you reply, yes, I'll take two. And they say, cool. <laughs> and that's providing value. And that's, yeah. There's a reason that you would keep that profile or bot or whatever you call it on your messenger because there was no going to a website, refreshing, finding this, doing this. You just, they know you're a fan. They know the city you're in. They've got your cards on file. And it's just seamless. Yeah, I think I just want to add that I think um, definitely in the AI front, I think it will evolve much better than what it is right now. Um, and I think that it will get more personalized and more customized. So many of the bots right now, they are very generic and maybe there's some variation in terms of your name. If you chat to it, it gives you hello, your name, and if your friend is hello, your friend's name. But besides that, there's not a lot of other interesting things that it can pull from your personal behavior or anything. Um, I think in the future that will change. It will at some point know you really well um, and can can be kind of like your personal assistant instead of just being an extra thing that sometimes you remember about and sometimes you don't use at all. All right, I'm going to give you my prediction before we go to uh, commercial break, a.k.a. your questions. Um, I agree with you, but I think it's going to be an assistant that lives uh, within your brain, within your mind. I think the neural neural networks and neural bots are going to be a thing in the farther future where AI is not just is a part of everything we do and is helping us expand our decision making and helping us take care of tasks that our brain used to have to do. Uh, and it is a very scary but amazing future that I envision in my head at the moment. It's kind of a little, um, we'll see. All right, questions. All right, when I, um, oh wow, we got lots. When I point to you, you're going to be first over there. Um, introduce yourself, please, before you ask your question. Also, your favorite animal. You're first. No, oh, you're first, sure. On oh, the mic. You know, for archive purposes, that's what I was told, wait for the mic. Um, so in, name, name and oh, my favorite name, yeah. animal. Sorry, my name is Stefan uh, Aronson, and uh, favorite animal today, let's just say an ant. All right. Um, so uh, you said personalized uh, is the future of bots, like it need, we need more personalization. Um, my iPhone started saying my name, and the pause is strangely awkward, so it sounds like I'm being scolded even though it's trying to be personalized. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sorry, I cannot do that, Stefan. <laughs> like, and it's like, how, how do you get around that? And like the, 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 the like adding in personality that doesn't sound like my mom's telling me not to do something. <laughs> I, I think that's a good question, and I think part of that is a problem with AI. So right now, it doesn't know that when it says it the way that it say to you that is annoying and is not welcoming um so our current state of ai is not intelligent enough to know these different intonations and certain ways appeal to different people differently um so i think part of that will be solved with more intelligent technologies and um sorry i forgot the the other part of your question okay have you tried shouting at it back yet? <laughs> I think I asked all the questions I could ask already, so I already know how dirty it is. Uh, okay, fair enough. I mean, it's never going to... Well, in, wh in which case, if you've asked it dirty questions, then maybe that's why it's saying Stefan <laughs> the way it is. Oh, maybe the AI is too clever. 
I, th- I think you can change voices as well, right? Like you can change from like British accent okay, or. Okay. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. Australian accent, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, next question. Hello. Uh, my name is Paul. I also like cats. All right. Um, and my question is about uh, are there any best practices that you guys have found for converting people to platforms that you own off the bots? Um, I know like Facebook only lets you message somebody once 24 hours later if they haven't responded and then that's your only shot. That's um, only if you haven't got them to subscribe. Okay. Um, um, yeah. But regardless, I could see a future where Facebook starts charging people to send messages or charges a percentage for an in-app or in-bot purchase like a ticket. Um, is there a way to get somebody from the bot onto an email list or something else that you own? So yeah, so you can ask them to go. Like you can link them off. Yeah, yeah, we have got um so for various things. So for ours, well, on Hardwell, um if you ask it when when his next gig is, all it actually does is send you a link to the website and we are still getting lots of people clicking through on that. Um like there's I'm so I'm a big fan of the open web. Um and I have always been a, a kind of a open web geek. Um, used to help out with Mozilla for various things on Firefox and stuff like that. And uh, the I moved to Austria two and a half years ago. You, you'll understand why these are relevant. One of the things that I love about living in Austria is being around completely non-technical people. Like what I describe as normal people. Like these are people that don't have laptops at home. They might use a computer at work, but it stays at work. Then they come home and they use their phone and they use their phone for messaging, or they are the YouTube crowd, they're the Android YouTube crowd, these normal people, Um, and they don't browse the web, Um, they live within communication apps, because that's what they use their phone for. Um, And Facebook is totally becoming a walled garden, like, and as much as I hate the fact that it's a walled garden, I'm also a realist, Um, and like, we have tried over the years to create open source variations of Facebook um, and normal people just don't care they don't care that they're being harvested and mined like we all use it like it's it's a free service um, and so yeah they totally will start charging for things and they do already have payment like you can uh, there's a beta for payment stuff in the US um, which I like how you say beta instead of beta because <laughs> I pronounce it correctly like data rather than data um, I agree with you with data. Okay, good. Um, but uh, uh, but beat be, now I'm really confused. <laughs> What's that be. like root vegetable? Like uh, beets, right? So like beta, right? No, it's beta. Beta. Be, be, beta. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> beta let we carotene. look. We <laughs> can come on to the fanny pack later. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I've answered the question. <laughs> Uh, all right, should we go the what's let's go to the next one after that. Uh Mark's next. Okay, so Wait, 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 wait. The mic has to be for uh archiving purposes. Five. Okay, so I appreciate that people want to sell stuff and promote and play a marketing game, but there actually is something else going on. No one's mentioned it. We were here at a music conference twenty years ago, blogging was invented so creative people can write words. And about ten years ago, YouTube comes along and thus was born the video selfie and the entire new generation of internet personalities. Some of us believe the chat bots are, can be the new form of self-expression. My daughters, my young people, feel that the power of what 
the conversational relationship can offer. This is, as you said, they live in this. And when I told my daughters that they could then forge their own proxy bot that would represent them, the Messina bot is the metaphor, is the, is the prototype, uh, but they focus on it being a resume. But if you can imagine something like the Messina bot being a blog, okay? And uh, now I can, all these young people can then, or old people can use the proxy bot as their blog. Now I, I know I can't use the word blogging, right? Uh, Chatbot magazine, you don't call yourselves a blog, right? You call yourselves a magazine, right? Mm -hmm. right. So, so, but, so the question is, why are you talking about all this boring business stuff when there's this incredible new creative expression, new form? I mean, you know, it used to be called spoken word, and someone called it hip hop, and then we have a whole new art form. I mean, there's all these incredible things. Bob Dylan so, just won the Nobel Prize. So, so let's let's make this into what? How can bots be used for creative expression? How should they be used for creative expression? Have you seen any good examples? You want to start, Lance? Um. Yeah, so I would have to respectfully disagree with your statement that bots are a new platform of expression in the same way that like video and, you know, blogging or hip hop are. Um not to not to demean it or devalue it, but I think it's it's more of a transmission a new transmission method, right? I think Blogging fundamentally changed journalism and creative expression because it was totally different in the way that it interacted. I think that bots uh, are like for any. First of all, the the term bot I think is uh, we've already harped on it how how it's a bad term, but it can mean so many things at a wide range. I think there will be bots that come out that are new forms of creative expression, but I think fundamentally it's just. A different channel right like when I talk to uh, I think Apple is a good example their customer service right um, I used to have a comp compact USA computer and I used to have to like call and talk to this dude and they're like whoa well you want to go to this department then you want to go to this department and you want to go to this department now you're talking to this guy right um, and at the end of the day I'm talking to a guy about technical support on my phone right with uh, with a bot or a chat bot, right? It does it, literally the exact same thing, but makes it m less painful, right? It skips all those original steps to get to it. So to get to your answer, I would say that um, it can be uh, a creative platform, but I think that comes to people like your daughter to make creative things out of it. I don't think it's fundamentally. Could it be that because we don't have the WordPress or chat bots yet? Well, Bitbot is literally that, so it's it's out there. I'm not saying it. it I'm not saying it won't happen. I, I'd say we're er, we're early, and we're still seeing people experiment with the process. Give it time. Uh, anyone else want to? So my favorite two uh, examples of creative twi uh, Twitter bots. These are so one of them uh, tweets every single word in the dictionary on the hour, uh, and it's hilarious because there are so many, you learn a new word all the time. But at the same time, when it comes up with like rude words. Like, they just get retweeted like you wouldn't believe because it's just a dictionary bot. But it's, I, I love the fact that there is a dictionary bot that does th that. For, as with everyone, it all depends on what your style of creative is. Uh, there's another one which was horse ebooks, um, right? Which uh, used to generate phrases based off 
it would, would read through various books and then create a sentence using hid off mark uh, hidden Markov models, um, and it was we would create random sentences that you could almost imagine some of them might have come out of someone's mouth, but it was it was just hilarious, and it would always just do random ones. I think through the years we've done, I think there have been loads of great examples of creative Twitter bots that would kind of do something, um, and. Yeah, in the future, like it's it's the difference is with Twitter bots, it's public, whereas, uh, well, it depends again what the definition of a bot is. For me, my current opinion on, on what the definition of a chat bot is that it's a one-to-one -one communications channel or a one-to-many communications channel. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. I just want to add one more thing. So on this topic. Um, there's a bot that's called uh, replica.ai, and the idea there is that you can take all the conversation that you have on Facebook messengers or Hangout or everything that you have written, your email, and create a bot for yourself. So the idea is, um, so I think the founder of that company, um, she lost her best friend, and then she just got all the chat information from him before and created a bot that has his personality and mm. can talk to her in that way. So there's a lot of potential of how you can represent yourself um, even when you are not there or with your family members and all of that. And I think that's a very interesting use. All right. Um, back there, you've been very, very patient. And then over here, uh, while that's going there, I'm going to uh, plug my bot, the pers my personal bot, because why not? M.me slash my name. All right. Hi. I, I built it myself. So wait, uh, what's your name and what's your favorite animal? Hi, my name is Jayesh and my favorite animal is elephant. Elephant, awesome. <laughs> okay, so we spoke about bots, but mostly in context of communication and interactivity, uh, messaging. Uh, but I've heard, uh, I'm a marketing guy and I've heard terms where like I, I met a friend the other day and she has 10,000 Instagram followers and I was amazed and I was like, wow, this is so cool. But then when she told me, no, like you know, she works in a company which they make bots and, you know, and we don't speak much about, like we ha we didn't kind of speak much about that part of bots and whether they call bots or it's called something else. But uh, to me, when I got to know that uh, this follower count got bumped up because of bots, the perception like came crumbled down and and I don't know whether it's a good good thing, bad thing, but how does this other side of bots where you kind of bump up the followers and... So all numbers online can be gamed and uh, and they all shouldn't, like, they, they are what I would describe as a dark bot. And I think also as a developer, all developers have somehow at some point experimented with what they call, like, what I'm calling as a dark bot. Um, I think they're a very bad thing to use um, on any situation because it's all... Uh, I always, uh, so um, Medem, like music conference in Cannes, I was there a few years back and they were describing how um, when you're buying fans, are you really buying fans? And well, no, you're just buying a number. Um, and they were also chatting about how some A&R guys were now using data to decide whether or not someone was a good artist. Now that is incredibly bad. Like taking, we, uh, we created a thing where we were monitoring YouTube and seeing what popular videos were and kind of spotting the um, 
the totally obviously bought views where like it's viewed by 10 million people and it's got a grand total of 12 likes and two dislikes and you're there going right so that's like 14 people that have actually interacted so is that view count legit and they almost never are i also though was having a conversation with capcom the games company years ago and now they were saying that they buy uh, youtube views on their videos they did this is off the record um <coughs> and uh but the reason why they did that was to kind of bump it up so that they then started on the organics like it's it is a horrible game to play in my opinion uh, but it happens everywhere um uh yeah <laughs> that kind of goes back to my point earlier in terms of you can call them bots or you can call them scripts and they've existed for a long time whether it's Twitter followers or Instagram likes or Instagram followers, that they've always existed. Um, and I guess they're not chatbots in that sense. All right. Back here, and then we'll go up the line. We have another eight minutes, everyone. So we'll hey, uh, thank you guys. Very interesting stuff. So Nate, uh, oh, you got a new name oh, yeah. and animal for everyone. Uh, Russell and uh, Narwhal, obviously. Awesome. Uh, so... I was wondering, what about the consequences of automated communication and how this is weighed against? And obviously, the margin of consequence, to the impact of being seen as a bot will always have impact. Um, but as you go further, it perhaps is less likely because you have more intelligent scripts. Are you guys seeing the downside and weighing this against the communication? And how do you mitigate against this? Because if you're Maybe it's a dark bot, light bot thing, but if you're known to be uh, inauthentic, I'm in, a, I'm in a company of match, uh, tons of communication. And if we were to have an issue, it wouldn't be good. So the life value of having an if issue would keep us far away from bots for some time. So how do you guys mitigate this risk and do you see it diminishing over time? I mean, maybe that's where, again, bots is the wrong word to use. Um, with like Hardwell and his fans, like they've, there's been zero issues. They are loving it, and they know that it's a bot. Like the uh, the amount of tweets we see of them screen grabbing the conversation, and like with like the heart emoji, and then my bay Hardwell, um, and using words that I've never really understood. Like they are, they're they they know it's automated. Like it says when you first start, it says, "Hey, I'm Hardwell," and at the moment we're using the word bot. Hey, I'm Hardwell's bot. Like uh, chat with me. Um, and then they do, and uh, and like I was saying earlier, they ask stupid questions that I never expected they would ask, like his dog or his girlfriend or his opinions on other musicians. Um, but they, it is made clear from the beginning that it's a it's a bot. Um, but depending on who it is, I don't think, like, especially in the music space. So if a manager controls the Twitter account for a musician. Like, do the fans care that the, it's the manager that's retweeting them or favoriting them? Like, no, the, the, the artist, the kids almost always know that it's not the actual artist that is doing it, but they still love it. Um, and also, it depends on the artist. One of my examples is with Katy Perry. I'll never like Katy Perry on Facebook. I'll never follow Katy Perry on Twitter. But if I can send Katy Perry a heart emoji and she replies with a heart emoji, I'm going to be like a little 14-year-old boy. Like, and that, I don't care whether it's automated or not. Like, that's still a use case. I think it goes into, like, what the purpose is for the bot. Like, like what are they trying to get out of it, right? Like... If you're, you know, trying to 
hit on Katy Perry um, in a romantic way, then finding out a bot is going to be crushing, you know, because you've been talking <laughs> to a robot. But, you know, if you're trying to get the tickets before the get the VIP meet and greet passes before everyone else does, um, then you probably want it to be a bot because, you know, it'll respond faster and that it'll be, you know, it being less of a real person can be a benefit. So I think it just depends on what the use case is and how, you know, honest that use case is with the people uh, who are interacting with it. All right, we got time for a few more questions. We got five more minutes right over here. Um, we're gonna do that. Okay. Hi, my name is Nick. Uh, I'll go with dolphin. All right. Spartan. Is that your name pleasure. or the animal? <laughs> no, the an my name is Nick. That's I'll go with dolphin. That's a name, of course. <laughs> my yeah. name is Nick, but I'll go with dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can call me dolphin. Um, so, um, you know, I, I went on WeChat yesterday and I looked at some of the bots that are available there, and the Paul McCartney one I think was one of the first there. Maroon Five has one, and if you interact with them. Um, they end up serving you back links that are from 2014. Um, so like obviously there hasn't been a lot of maintenance there. So I would attribute that probably to the lack of activity that those teams are probably seeing on WeChat and other platforms. Um, so I'm skeptical about the long tail effectiveness and um, ability for bots to actually serve a purpose when it comes to the interaction between an artist and fan. Um, it seems that, Sid, you, you mentioned after the hardware bot that your um, perspective sort of changed after seeing the data there. Um, I'm curious if, one, uh, you can share any of the you know, general learnings of, uh, that led you to feel more optimistic about bots. And then also, I'm curious if you guys feel that we're moving towards, um, you know, every artist has a website, every artist has an email list. Someday does every artist have a bot, and, you know, why and why not? Pithy answers, because we've got to get to a few more questions. So uh, with Hardworld, the number, the things that uh, changed my opinion was the read rates. So, um, well, the click-throughs. So when sending a broadcast message out to those that subscribe, only those that subscribe, not just everyone. Um, so that's where it gets past the 24-hour thing. Um, yeah, like everyone reads them. Well, 99% of people read them. And then we're getting about a 21% average click-through. So that was where I was seeing it as a broadcast potential. Um, the, I think... It, I think everyone will have some form of bot, but I believe that it will be once Facebook has some form of simple way for you to create automatic keywords and responses. So there are tools out there doing it, and there are, like, you can use that, but as a normal person with a page, you would much rather use the official ones. Um, and then there's also always costs attached, right? So, um, yeah, I think ultimately i think if facebook had a system like line do which is just simple keywords and responses i think everyone would have one all right up here and then over here hey mike uh probably the pygmy marmoset is my favorite animal sweet um where do we think voice uh something like alexa or siri starts to play into into this world voice someone I already use Siri for, so I've got an Apple TV, the new one with Apple Music on my decent speakers, and I hold the Siri remote, and uh, what I love about it is that I hold the Siri remote and I say, play me music by whoever, or sometimes it's just play me funk radio, um, and then it does it. Like, And from my understanding, I haven't got a, an Echo, but my understanding with Alexa, you can do exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, I think voice is going to go there eventually once it's they've opened their stuff out properly to more people. Um, it's always the natural language understanding issues. But yeah, I think they're, they're the next. And then 
Yeah, I I think it's the future. I think, you know, if I can talk to something um, instead of texting it um, in, in a setting where that's appropriate, I would prefer to. Um, I think it's a hell of a lot more difficult, right, for uh, individuals to have their own versions of these, right? We talk about uh, as a platform. Um, I think there will probably be a, a few big players who do that very well, but not to the same way that a text chat bot is, can be made by anyone who can type out responses, right, um, to pre-canned answers. I think at the very early days with Siri and Alexa, but it is we're, like we're at the start. So, for example, I use Alexa. I live in New York and I use City Bike to get around the city. And there's a skill, as they call them, on Alexa, which is for City Bike. And I can say, hey, Alexa, find me a bike. And it tells me there's two bikes at 20 turn and whatever. So from a use case point of view, that saves me getting out my phone, loading up the app, waiting for the map to refresh, checking to see. I can just ask a question, get an answer. But it's still like early days, and that's just one use case. I just want to quickly add that I think there's a lot of potential for voice, but I think it's also for different kinds of use case. So for voice, you want it immediately. Like with text, you can be doing something else and chatting to the bot at the same time and react to it later. But with voice, you need something more immediate. Another thing that's not been mentioned is that actually buttons, like you can have within like messenger bots, you can have buttons. Like they're literally just buttons, but it's a consistent UI. It's a UI that everyone's used to. And actually what we found with Hardwell is that more people press buttons than they do type. All right. Um, yeah. Last question. Who wants to have the last question? It's one of the, you've been asked for a long time. You're, I'm sorry, Jeffrey, you can forgive me later, but. Last question. We got to make it pithy. Are you the gentleman that didn't know what a chatbot was at the beginning? No. Oh. All right, my question, Steve, and I'll do something like Prairie Dog. You know what that is. Awesome. Um, bots to me seem a little junior leagues. When do we get something, the com uh, combination of Jarvis and Samantha? And give me your favorite science fiction movie and the item within it. So the mm. So I guess the first question is, when do we get Jarvis? <laughs> uh, soon, hopefully. I don't, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen personally anything that's nearly that sophisticated. And I've seen some pretty sophisticated stuff. But, you know, who knows what people have in their private stash. And favorite science fiction movie, The Matrix. Uh, coolest thing in it, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? I'm going to give mine while they're thinking. Uh, well, I'm not going to pick a movie right now. I'm going to say I'm obsessed with Westworld at the moment. Just effing fantastic if you have not watched it yet. Uh, go watch it now. Find your HBO Go account. Um, and my favorite thing inside of it, uh, I mean, we're still very early, so I, I would just say uh, the what? Yeah, the soundtrack, I guess. No spoilers. Uh, there are things that happen that are awesome. How about that? Uh, also, I, when is Jarvis going to be here? I am actually uh, part Jarvis. I'm actually a machine. Uh, I, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say right now it's still Battlestar Galactica. And the best part is uh, is the Cylons specifically, uh, specifically no spoilers. I can't say who.
Anyone else? Is Jarvis an American thing? Who was? What was Jarvis in? Iron Man. Uh huh. You never watched Iron Thanks. Man? Thanks. Wow, your nerd credentials. Maybe it didn't make it. Like turn the those other side nerd credentials water. in. All right. I just wanted to say that I, I think there are a lot of people working on it. And I mean, like, there's so many AI systems. And I, I think that we, I think it would be like a really long time until, well, my idea is that it will take a while for an AI system to be there. But once it's there, then like everyone will have it. Like all of a sudden, everyone will have Travis at home or something like that. Um, and I don't know what the timeline looked like, but I know that all the big companies that are working on it, there's a lot of startups that, that are working on it as well. So I'm hoping that it will come soon. I think, I think the Amazon Echo, in like my personal opinion, is that's the closest to Jarvis. It's, but it's still very, very, very early. Um, but it, that's the closest. Also, Google's, uh, I, don't, what's, I don't know what their name it's is. Google Assistant. Assistant, yeah. The new one. <laughs> they don't have a cool name for it, but I think they're, I mean, it's really, really far along as far as sophistication and just language understanding. Um, I mean, even even down to like little things, like not even the full assist, but just the comparison between like trying to talk to Siri to give it an address of a place to go or like the Google uh, language under, uh, responder inside of uh, Google Maps. Um it's a lot it's a lot further along than even I anticipated um with understanding dialects and tones and backing It's getting and, there. Yeah. And and so also the uh Vive which is just acquired by Samsung for a bunch made by the Siri founders. We're close. We're not there yet. Maybe a decade, maybe half a decade, maybe 20, I don't know, but we're close. Faster than we thought we would be. Yeah, I just want to add that on the Google thing, they just released Allo and that's kind of like a chatbot kind of thing and I try it a little bit. It seems to be pretty good. All right. Oh, uh, I'm just going to go with Iron Man. <laughs> one, two, or three? First one. All right. All right, everyone. Help me give a round of applause for our amazing panelists. Don't now you're free to go drink as much as you want, get some sake, go enjoy yourselves. Thank you for being here. <laughs>